Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So the thing about visualization is there, again, there's no rules to it. It's basically to whatever measure you can envisioning the reality that you want, meaning, and we say visualization, which of course, you know, based in the visual cortex, meaning you see things, but visualization extends to just, you know, visceralization, I'll say, meaning like your body, I never used that word before, your body, um, you know. I think you can, it's good you should coin it. I, I think I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to write this down, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you smell the smells, you hear the sounds, you see the sights, you feel the feels. We're talking about feel the feels before we hit the record button, right? Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you're basically engaging your mind in, in as deep uh, a, a process of seeing what the reality might be as a means to inviting it, whether Again, you just believe that you're sending out the signal and the universe is mirroring it back, whether you're programming your subconscious mind, whether it's a combination, which I believe. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't believe that they're good at visualization. And I think that's really important to mention because if you don't think you're good at it, guess what? That's okay. Even though I think you are more than you, than you realize, since I'm not going to get you to realize that in this conversation, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you to do a different method. I'm going to invite you to do scripting which is journaling in your life in the present tense as if you're already living your dream life. Meaning just write a letter, like start, start a, let's say again, you want those sales. So you, so you start your, uh, your scripting of, I'm so happy and grateful now that all these sales are piling in. All right, let's expand on that. My email, like everyone seems to be responding to all my emails. My ad campaigns are taking off. Facebook is not giving me so much drama about the language I'm using. Whatever details, I'm, I'm really enjoying these conversations that I'm having with these new prospects and how easy the onboarding process is, whatever it might be. Okay, guess what? You were just visualizing there. You just didn't realize you were doing it. But even if on a subconscious level, in order to put those details down, you had to access your visual cortex in some way, shape, or form. But since you didn't have the stress or the pressure of trying to make it happen, you gave yourself the freedom to do it in a much easier way. Meaning visualization, again, there's no rules. As long as you give, put yourself in a good feeling place, whether you can see it or not see it while thinking about what you have or what you want or both, you're accomplishing what you need to and you're inviting a lot of awesome stuff into your life. I love that. And I work a lot um, with my people according to their learning styles, right? So in Western culture, we basically just teach audiovisually, right? Kinesthetic mm. learners. I know there's more than three, but most people fall into some version of the three buckets with a primary. Um, and so kinesthetic is learning with your body, auditory is through hearing and visual is seeing. And some people, as soon as they see it, they've got it, right? Yes. Instant understanding, write it down, make a picture. They have to write it. Like I would say, I think with a pen in my hand, and I'm very strong auditory and visually, um, but visual still a teeny bit higher, I think for me, because the second I see it, I'm like, oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> Instant. Um, and then an auditory person is like, they will listen to audiobooks. Right? A visual person is like, how can you listen to an audiobook? I gotta, I gotta read it. Right? I like, I like graphic novels. <laughs> in a picture, yeah. it's a movie. Um, an auditory person is like, no, they listen to audiobooks all day and listen to podcasts all day. And a visual learner is like, yeah, I don't really know how you gain from that. And again, many people are combinations and layers. So for someone who's so strong auditorily, and a lot of times you can tell, it's hard to tell on yourself sometimes you can think about it, but others, there's like a lilt 
they talk almost like a sing-song. Strong auditory people have like a, a melodic tone to them. Yeah, there, there's and, a cadence to their voice that yes. you almost get in the trance of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they would probably connect much more to scripting because it's much more in that vein. Yeah, in, in fact, SD, I'll do you one better because yeah. me, I don't like writing. Even though all the studies show that handwriting is really good at making impressions, my hand cramps and I get impatient, but there's always an answer. In fact, the daily gratitude, the, the daily method that I do is I take out my phone, I hit the recorder app and I do what I call a spoken scripting. And I leave a message of all the things I'm grateful to, or all things I'm grateful for. And I send it to my friend across the country and he does the same thing for me every single day. We've I installed a social pressure because we don't want to let each other down, but we've also chosen something that's very easy to do as, because you, as you can tell, uh, I'm a bit of a chatterbox. So since I speak more easily, I am leveraging that. I'm using that to my advantage. Even though I think writing is very valuable and I still do it myself, since I'm not patient enough to do that on a consistent basis, I pick something that I can do. I love that. And I, to me, that's such a foundation of all measures of success is figuring out what works for you. Because yeah. you hear people, everyone gives you like their method or their thing and you know, you're mature enough and successful enough to tell people that there's a flexibility built into this, right? Those who are more newbie or who are more insecure, it's like, this is what we do. This is how you do it. And this is how I do it. And this is, if you do this exactly like this, it'll be your recipe for success. And that's because they don't even understand how they did it. They just know that those were the steps. So you have to follow it exactly. And there is so much of a flexibility and you have to make your own. I love yeah. that. So how would this apply? Part of what I'm thinking is how does this apply to a kinesthetic learner? Someone who really learns through doing. Right. So can you give me an example of something that they want to manifest? Um, let's stick with the same one, right? Just because I'm like neck deep in, uh, in lead generation and marketing stuff with my current program right now. So that's mm -hmm. what's on the minds of so many of my participants. What I'm talking about with people all day long is like more clients, more clients, more sales, more business, more clients, more clients. Like yeah, yeah. tilt so, coming out of my nose. Um, <laughs> Um, so regarding that, since we're talking about, you know, an example of, of like wanting clients. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the funny part where um, I'm going to ask people to kind of take a leap in and take this example and make it their own. Because I know a lot of people, they'll have VAs, they'll have assistants handle like a lot of the legwork or a lot of the onboarding process. But just as an example, like if me, if I want to use a kinesthetic feel to get more clients, okay, what's the process? Is there something, is there a Google Doc that I fill out? Every like when whenever someone comes on, we're putting specific details. I would actually start filling out Google Docs. In fact, I would fill out Google Docs of my avatar, of my ideal client type, of all the details, all the notes I want, and I would do at least four or five a day. And I'm programming in my subconscious mind, programming my energy to be getting at least five clients a day. And I'm also simultaneously attracting the right kind of client to myself. So kinesthetically, okay, what are up, what are um, movements I can make with my body where I actually have a, a tactile feel to it? Whether you're, I mean, we're, we're past the day and age where you would write it down on a piece of paper, although maybe do that, but you're typing it on a keyboard. Maybe you're making mental notes on your phone. Maybe you're using Otter or, or Dropbox or, or Evernote or whatever yeah, it might be. I love Do that. things that involve that process. Actually doing the things you would do once you've gotten the things you want. Yes. I love that. I was actually recently, I was, I read about it and then I decided to do it. Um, you basically run not a pretend checkbook. You're just, you know, as, as one of my mentors likes to say, I'm just telling the truth in advance. That's all. Yes. Um, and so what you're doing essentially is you're filling out checks. You're giving yourself $1,000 on day one. 
and 2,000 on day two and 3,000 on day three and 4,000 on day four. And you make that deposit imaginary, okay? But you make that deposit into your checkbook and do it on a register, do it in an accounting software, do it on paper, however you do it, doesn't matter, right? Um, you make that entry and then you have to spend all that money that day. It doesn't carry over, mm-hmm. right? Figure out what you're gonna do with that money that day. Next day, more money comes in. Next day, more money comes in. What are you going to do with that? For me, it was such a fascinating exercise. I, mean, I got a couple of days in and I was like, huh, okay, what do, what do, I, what do I want now? Like, I'm kind of yeah. good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'll take another Camaro, but I already bought five of them. So I don't know what's going but on like, here. I've already like covered the things and I got those things. I'm like, okay, like what, what would I like next if I just had money? Like, what would I do with this? And it's such yes. a cool exercise and it's experiential. Yes. It, it makes money exciting instead of stressful, you know? Yeah. And you know what? You're what you're basically doing, you're articulating right now the bright side of this, which is so important. But there actually is a dark side, which I think is really important to address. Okay. Because I'm gonna crawl into the minds of your audience right now. And I'm gonna guarantee you that at least a percentage of them, as we're describing this, they already felt that locking in their gut of I'm not doing this, not because it's a stupid idea. But because they're saying, I'm not doing this because I am way too busy trying to get real clients and real business and sending out and do real sales pitches and do real webinars and real VLSS. I don't have time to do out five intake forms that don't even exist. And what I'm saying here is you're actually making an investment, whether you believe it's energetically for the universe or for your subconscious mind. And this is something that I call manifestational compound interest. It doesn't seem like it's on the surface. About, yeah, I got to do a video on that one too. Yes, you too. Um, that it doesn't seem on the surface like you're doing something, but by actually putting that thing out there, you are rewiring or actually initially uh, wiring important connections in your mind that are going to show you a huge upside over time, whether it's a month from now or a year from now or both. And it's ex- it's exponential. Like I said, this is compound interest. This is like a thing where you know you you meet with your money advisor and they're like, listen, I know you're 20 years old. And I know this seems stupid right now, but if you put this money in, it's going to be worth like 40 times as much. And you're going to be retired with all this money. And don't ask me to explain compound interest. Just look at this form and look at what it's going to be on this year. People just do it, right? There is so much to doing this where it, uh, there's, there's, oh, there's so much manifestational compound interest that they're accumulating for themselves if they just give themselves permission to do it with the understanding that they really are creating connections in their mind that's going to lead to a lot more business. And also because their mind, their, things are so dynamic here, they don't realize that they're also building up their mind for more success to handle that, that to handle things. Because now that it's working in that way, they're going to start thinking of ways without realizing it to sustain more business where they're not going to get to a point where they have to change something in the middle and have stress. They will have already thought of how to handle more clients as they're starting to get them in because they already put themselves through that manifestational and experiential and emotional and mental process. I love that. So that's one dark side. There's another dark side that I've seen that I've experienced myself sometimes, um, which is when you start doing this, so the goal in the gratitude exercise, in the manifestation, in the visualization exercises, is to put yourself in that place where you have the things you want and you're grateful for the things you have. But when, this is actually really funny, a friend of mine who's amazing, so he's renamed the amygdala, Amy G. Dalla calls her Amy. Because <laughs> 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 the amygdala is your fear center. And every time you're going out to do something, it's like, 
all right, I had this recently. I uh, started going to a new gym and it's this like very specific workout where you do treadmill for a certain amount of time and then you're doing weights and then treadmill and weights. I haven't been on a treadmill in over 20 years, at least. Like I just never, I run on streets, <laughs> on the beach, on whatever. I just haven't been on a treadmill. I hadn't really thought about it. And I get on this treadmill and Amy wakes up. She's like, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. Remember when you were 11 and you were running on this treadmill and everyone was going super fast and you tried to go super fast and you slid right down and cut open your knee. Remember, remember? And I'm on this treadmill. And I'm like, I'm not going to think about this because <laughs> I'm going to end up yeah. falling because I know how this mental programming works. And so if I'm going to think about when I fell when I was 11, I'm going to fall again now. That's what's going to happen. I'm like, okay. All right, Amy, let's go. It's on. <laughs> like, Let's play. I'm like, I am not 11. I am a different age and I'm on a treadmill and a gym. I'm like, you know what? I'm on a beach. I'm in a forest. I'm in a mountain. I just kept like trying to change the mental picture. And and what happens sometimes, and this was just like one of my recent examples, is as soon as you try to go and do something, your brain's like, but you don't have that, but you don't have that money, but you don't have that to spend, but you don't have those clients. And what's going to happen if you don't get more clients? The mortgage is going to be due. And then what's going to be? And what about little Jimmy? He needs braces. <laughs> you know, just, Amy just goes off like the psychopath that she is. <laughs> So, and you notice how little, little Jimmy always needs braces. It's funny how that works. Oh, so I, what, oh my God. We put braces on our kids so early. I was like, how do you, like, you still, you don't even have all your teeth. Why did I put braces on you already? <laughs> so, um, so what you're articulating here, actually, um, I, I don't use a name like Amy. I, in my book, I basically write about the ego. And okay. obviously this is my version of the ego. It might not be defined the same way by a clinical psychologist, mm -hmm. but I explained in my book that we've got three minds. We've got the conscious, we've got the subconscious and right smack dab in the middle, we've got the ego or what your friends defined as Amy in this case. Okay. And the way, the way I basically look at the ego is it's way stronger than the conscious mind, but it's got nothing on the subconscious. Nothing's gonna meet that power. And the thing about your ego, or Amy in this case, is Amy actually has one really important job in this world, and that's keeping you alive. And right now where you are, with whatever money problems you have, whatever relationship problems you have, whatever health problems, even whatever health problems, Amy's looking around saying, oh, well, Estee's alive, and I am not going to mess with that equation. So there's people out there when they try to do a visualization and try to do something because the ego knows that, you know, you're making a change. It can't, it still can't predict what that change is going to be because someone out there right now, they might want to be rich and famous, but for all Amy or your ego knows is when you're rich, you've got a bunch of family coming out of the woodwork trying to steal your house from you or sue you for your home. For all the ego knows is when you're famous, you're going to get a bunch of stalkers. So Amy or the ego it actually loves you. This is a misguided attempt of keeping you, it, it thinks it's keeping you safe in place, even though it's keeping you stuck in place. So there's actually, um, you know, an, a, a, a survival aspect to this. And this is your ego just looking out for you. But in answer to that, what I feel is what you want to do is you want to bypass the ego and access the subconscious mind. And this is where we get back to gratitude. And by the way, this is where we get back to a method that you can enjoy and look forward to so that your ego can't talk you out of it. Because when you are experiencing gratitude every single day, whether it's for the things that you want or for the things that you have or for something else entirely, 
you are reconditioning and sending signals out to either the universe, your subconscious mind, depending on your beliefs, and your subconscious mind is receiving that. And then the next time you go on that treadmill, or maybe, you know, 10 times later, you can go on the treadmill, and Amy's about to kind of nudge in your ear, the subconscious mind's going to squash her, like, no, nah, that's okay, because Esty's feeling good right now, and this lines up with her feeling good, so she's going to have no trouble, no problem on the treadmill today. No trouble onboarding that person. No trouble attracting new clients, new customers, new sales. No trouble adapting or scaling the business because now the message has been received to me. And ego, I love you, but squash. Sorry about that. Subconscious mind's in control now. Subconscious mind's the boss. So it's about bypassing the ego and accessing the subconscious mind through visualization or gratitude methods. And again, this is a cumulative process. Every single day, again, exponential compound manifestational interest, right? You, you drop in your little, your little uh, deposit of gratitude and it builds up over time and it, it gets powerful and more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. But the beauty is it doesn't take 20 years to, um, you know, to come to, you know, to mature. It'll mature in two weeks or maybe 20 weeks or who knows. Since you don't know, you don't have to worry about it. You just know that it's on the way and you know that good things are happening. I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to work on that for my treadmill issues. <laughs> Yeah. Well, another thing is like, you know, and I wonder, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm putting words in your mouth now. Yeah. Maybe you just don't enjoy the treadmill. Like me, I, the one thing, an insight that I got, I remember going to the gym and um, this is why I loved working out with Sensei so much because it was so easy because even though it was hard, it was very painful. I enjoyed punching and kicking and running around. I enjoyed Sensei yelling at me because he was mad at me for not being there for eight years. I enjoyed all that stuff. I remember going to the gym and watching someone on a treadmill and she was reading a magazine and I'm like, she's not sticking with this. Not because she doesn't have the willpower or she doesn't have the ability. It's because if she's bored, if she's so bored that she has to read a magazine while she's on the treadmill, that's not her passion. She's got to find something that she's passionate about to do her exercise, to keep her engaged in it. And the same goes to any gratitude method or any visualization method you do. Don't do one just because I say to do it. Do one because you tried it and you like it and you enjoyed it so much that you look forward to it the next day. I love that. Yeah, no, I'm not, I've never been a big fan of the treadmill or running. Yeah. <laughs> like I do, like when, when it was COVID and like everything was shut down and there was no gyms and there was no classes, there was nothing. There was just running around my block. So that's when I started getting into running. Mm. Um, and I just went for a run yesterday morning. Also, it's like my day was tight. I was like, I just need cardio. Like I just need to like release energy right now. We're going for a run. <laughs> that's the most accessible. Um, but, but yeah. It's, it's a more of like a backup plan or like I wanted to try out this gym and try this method and I'm not likely to stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> Very exactly. well. It's like know thyself, right? Yeah. You know no, I liked it a little bit and I loved what it brought up. I loved what it brought up. I loved what it brought up for me. I love that it brought up that like, hey, you're 11 and you're going to fall. I'm like, no, I'm not 11. <laughs> I'm going to stay, you know, and I'm, I'm running. And I, what I actually did was like, oh, I'm running towards my future. I'm like, I visualized like this, just like beautiful trail, like in the mountains with trees. And like, I'm running towards my future. So like, just looking forward and imagining the past, like leave me behind. And I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome, <laughs> but I don't want to do that every day. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel you. So talk to me a little bit about the current business entity. Let's go, let's go sideways. Right now, you got the book. What what else is in the business? What's a current business struggle? Like you've been through so many different entrepreneurial entities. What's happening right now, business wise? So, the, you know, the interesting thing is there's there's an upward progress of everything. Um, so right now, 
a huge mission that I have is I'm, I'm publishing a bunch of YouTube content just because I think it'll be, it's a fun opportunity to supplement the book with just for, again, for people that don't like to read or even don't like to listen, they like watching videos. I figure, okay, let me give them this, this free content where they can just check it out. And, you know, even though I'm getting more and more subscribers and channels monetized and all this stuff, for me, it's like, well, you know, sometimes one video will get all these views and then the next video won't get as many views. And then you're wondering like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? Because I've got the same number of subscribers and this and that, I sent it to the same list. Why did it drop off? And I think it's one of those things where, um, this is my really long-winded way. By the way, uh, I'm struggling articulating this because I'm, I've got my mind so used to not looking at struggles that it's difficult for me to articulate a struggle. So like bear with me here. Um, but I, it's I not think a struggle. It's, like, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a struggle. Challenge. Like, I don't even look at that. Like, okay. so I'll say, I want to try to articulate this because I want to give something useful to your audience. But, but the truth is, even though things aren't perfect, um, I don't see challenges anymore. I'm just moving forward because I know everything's going to be okay. But with that, un with that, with that in mind, um, I, I think the struggle is whenever there's an inconsistency and I don't have an answer. And the reason I'm putting that out there for people is because I think I think it's inevitable that everyone there listening, they're going to succeed, but they're going to might get an unexpected dip in their business and they're not going to know where it came from. And it's going to be a very tempting excuse to get in a funk and get depressed or get confused or get something that stops their progress. Whereas it might just be a thing of like, listen, if you could find the explanation strategically, go ahead and do it, but don't do it to the point where it's actually bringing you down. If, if your search for the answer is actually bringing you down, guess what? You just discovered a thing that's bringing you down. Meaning don't let yourself get caught, be, be as, as intelligent as possible about knowing what might be speeding up or slowing down your business, but don't get yourself caught up in a rabbit hole of negativity that isn't actually serving you or giving you an answer because that in and of itself is dragging you down in ways that you can see and ways that you can't see as well. But, um, but yeah, my, my struggle is not getting the consistent, my challenge is not seeing the consistency that, that I wanna see every single day since I know that I've already done that level. But another one is, um, people are looking me at, at me different, like everything's perfect, assuming everything's perfect because things are going so fast, but it's not. Listen, um, just before I hopped on this call with you, I was in very heavy editing mode on my video and I've been pouring so many time and so much hours and so much energy into it. And people, even though we notice intellectually, whenever we watch a video, we assume that the person turned on the camera, um, spoke for 10 minutes, made a few tweaks and published. They don't realize that the person might've put literally 12, 13, 14, 15 hours into that one 10 minute video that was published there. 100%, 100%. I know we, when we launched our TikTok, so I was so, I remember the first day we were filming, I was like so excited and I had these TikTokers and we came, we like got everything ready and we scripted things and we did research and then we started going and like, you know, some of the videos we got in one take, we did. Like they were just perfect right away, very few. <laughs> we're like that and then some yeah. of them it's like take number 72 and I'm like okay should we just not do this one like maybe let's just not do this one like I know we think this is a really fun idea but for whatever reason this one's just not coming out yep yep and I'll, I'll tell you Esty the the greatest video that I ever made no one will ever see it and um, I'm not sure, you know, when you're when you're publishing this conversation, but today I just published a really what I think is a is an original, unique look at the law of attraction in the context of dirty dancing. Okay. And it was fun making the video, but actually the video is a retake because the first take of the video, 
a new camera that I bought ran out of the battery. The battery died on me in the middle of it. Aww. And I was, I was in the zone. I was funny. I was like, and, and the thing is, you never want to be fake. So even if I could, I wouldn't want to say the same things in the same way because it just didn't feel authentic in the moment. But I was riding this wave of like, whoever was going to watch that video, their life was going to be changed. That's how I felt in the moment. And then beep, beep, the camera stopped and it closed up. I'm like, oh, oh God. So that hurts. I, I feel that viscerally. That yes. <laughs> so funnily enough, not only did I have to like get myself over, like I had to re-record it with the understanding that I'm never going to recapture that magic. So I basically had, and this I, bet, I think will, will hopefully serve people from a challenge standpoint. I had to accept the fact that as brilliant as that was, Whatever I do, this new version, it's going to be different. Maybe it'll be better in some way, shape, or form, but it won't match that brilliance. But I can't let that stop me from making this video because to me, it's a really important video to make that I think will help people. So I don't think it's as good of a, of a video as it could have been if the camera was, you know, kept its battery going. But I learned a harsh lesson of always leaving my camera charged and I did it anyway. And I still think it's a good video and I'm, I'm getting good comments this morning. People are really digging the vibe. So you get a win. Sometimes the win is not as big as you want it to be, but you've got to grit your teeth and move forward anyway. I love that. I love that. On that note, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can get your book, where they can find more about you, where they can watch your dirty dancing. Oh, yeah, for video. sure. Well, yeah. So, I mean, usually I give um, two things. I actually have, I have three today. So two links okay. I have are lastlawofattractionbook.com. And um, what that's going to do is that'll auto forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or PDF or paperback, uh, sorry, uh, Kindle or paperback or uh, audiobook, depending on your preference. And um, I'm actually looking for the one other piece here because, oh, okay. So um, if they don't want to pull their wallet, youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-K-A-P. And the reason I was just fussing around is because for the very first time, I've never given this an interview before because it's just ready now. If anybody wants a free law of attraction method sampler, um, you can test the word manifest to 411321. And then you'll receive my free report, Make Manifesting Fun. And I might even end up sending some more stuff down the line. And if you're an international caller or a US Sprint subscriber, the number is 909-741-1321. But again, that's manifest, uh, the word man text man the word manifest to 411321. I've obviously got to work on my delivery of that one, but that's in case people want to get that. Or again, lastlawofattractionbook.com for the book or youtube.com slash Andrew Cap for the free YouTube content, including my redo of the Dirty Dancing uh, you know, video, which I hope that they'll like anyway. I love it. And as soon as we end this call, I am going to text manifest to 411-321 because I want to make manifesting fun. Thank you, Esty. I hope I you like it. it. I, maybe I'll be your first one since you just launched it. I'll get to Yeah, you, you know what? I Actually, I think you, you I've never really said this before. So you may, be, unless there's a, a test one in there somewhere, you may no, very I'm well totally be. No, I'm totally going to be first. Place. I started a new WhatsApp chat the other day um, for some family that was in town. So I was just making like a new group. And I like opened the group chat, added everybody and was about to write the first message. <laughs> one of my siblings writes in, first message. I commented <laughs> the chat. <laughs> It's like, and she knew, it's like, how do I get her good? I'm going to get her good. Right, I was just like, you know what? There. Forget my message. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the chat. I totally derailed the whole thing. I, I, I get the feeling that, you know, when you were a kid, she would call shotgun, right? She'll get, uh, get, get in the, the sideway, the driver's side. <laughs> Definitely the type. Um, all right. This was amazing. Guys, go find Andrew. This stuff is gold. 
compound interest is not even the word. And it, it, because it changes you now and it changes you later and it changes your todays and your tomorrows and it theoretically changes your yesterdays, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, <laughs> just a rabbit hole we're not going to go down now. Yep. <laughs> um, so Andrew, I like to surprise my guests at the end. I did not warn you about this, but I like to ask for a quote. It does not have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. Mm. Um, I love quotes and I find it just a great way to send everyone on their way. So my, my quote would just say, you know, find a way to feel good for just five minutes every single day. And I know it sounds dramatic, but watch the magic unfold from there. Give yourself the gift of those five minutes, regardless of what might come or how it might come or when it might come. You deserve it in the midst of all the hard work that you're doing. This is, a, this is quite a quote, but all the work that you're doing um, for your business and for your life and for the people you care about, give yourself the gift of feeling good for just five minutes a day. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to keep the, the short version. Yes. Give yourself the gift of finding a way to feel good for five minutes a day and see the magic that comes from it. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much. And guys, you know, someone who needs to hear this, you probably need to hear it again. I'm going to play it again and share it. Share the love, share the insight, share the inspiration and subscribe because, you know, more cool things are coming and we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?